0: Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us for the weekly update on this Friday morning. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM.
1: Thank you. It's good to be with you again, and welcome back to you.
0: I appreciate that. Oh, and this Tuesday, and I know you're a big Nefesh Benefesh fan for obvious reasons, and that's wonderful, we will actually be doing the show Tuesday morning on the Nefesh plane on Monday. So for those who wonder if you could do a three-hour radio show on a plane, we will prove that it is doable, is possible. And frankly, between me and you, it's going to be very inspirational. It's amazing hearing 233 Olim and their stories about heading to Israel and being inspired to go to uh, Israel. And in addition to that, Malcolm, as we have pointed out before, incredibly inspiring to see tens in this case, often it's hundreds, but right now it's tens, of lone soldiers who are heading from North America mm. straight to the Israeli army. Yep, really remarkable. Unbelievable. All right, uh, do we have... In the United States administration in Washington, people around the President of the United States qualified enough to make a level-headed decision about how to proceed regarding North Korea.
1: Well, we certainly hope so, and it's a, it looks a very complicated and very delicate situation. It has a lot of ramifications, um, but... Um, you know sometimes the uh you need tough rhetoric when you're talking to somebody like uh, the ruler of North Korea um i'm not sure what language he does understand but yeah. but uh um it is confusing i'm sure to our allies and to enemies alike when they get different messages though from different people in the administration so i hope that there will be a coherent policy that will will come out on this and on other things but
0: do you, th- um, do you think there's a lot of mixed messages right now coming from Washington?
1: Well, it's being described as such, and when, you know, the Secretary of State or Secretary of Defense, the president comes out with very boisterous language and they tone it down, it could be a deliberate, uh, you know, effort. But uh, the unpredictability is sometimes an asset right. when governments believe that, you know, that the president is capable of doing some of these things, and I'm talking about in the past as well, it, it takes them off guard and they they often will be more responsive because they really believe that that they're capable of doing that so uh... sometimes the the tough language is is very important uh, if you remember when the president when president bush spoke about the axis of evil mm-hmm. there were people who were critical but it really had a profound impact and a lasting one um, It wasn't, you know, fully acted on as some people had hoped or perceived. But we know what the reaction was amongst any of the governments whom who was targeted. So we'll have to see what what the actions are. But, you know, we all know that this is a very complicated uh, situation.
0: Is there a general, and we discussed this before, I believe, is there a general quick analysis about how we... And the administration in Washington deals with North Korea as opposed to the way we deal with Iran. Are, are they, is, is it comparable in terms of the reactions to both countries as they continue to build their arsenals? Or would you say it's totally different?
1: No, they're not. They're not only total, not totally different. They're in integrated. Iran is part of the North Korea problem, and North Korea is part of the Iran problem. Uh, we know that the missiles that Iran uses are based on the North Koreans North and Korea, Iran's technologies being used in the warheads in um, in North Korea. So it's and scientists from both, engineers from both, uh, are there at launches in each country. And so there is a, a, an. You know, a, a relationship, and uh, I w- perhaps even integral relationship between uh, the two. Dictators understand strength. The um, there are obviously differences when you're dealing with Iran. And you're dealing with uh, North Korea. Their vulnerabilities are different. You see the impact of sanctions in North Korea have minimal, uh, seem to have a minimal impact, whereas in Iran they have. You can cut off the oil, you cut off other things. It, it really does have uh, a huge impact. Not because sanctions don't impact North Korea, but they don't seem to care. Right, and, but we've always
0: pointed out that they seem to be much more under the radar than Iran. Is that over now? Are they, are they no longer under the radar?
1: There's certainly. I've mean, i, I have talked about it on the show right, for, but, for a long time, and and but it um, seems Washington not alone. It, it, seems, it seems Washington, uh, have especially, pointed to it, but in part because of the relationship to Iran. You know, North Korea is far away and it's isolated, and it you know, it, it it's not seen as posing a major danger to the American homeland. Whereas now, with the longer range missiles, it is.
0: Congress, in general, would you agree? has never really been as 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 tough or has paid enough attention to Korea to North Korea mm-hmm. as they have Iran.
1: Uh, and, and not just Congress, I think uh, generally we, and, we did not pay enough attention earlier right. on as they developed a lot of these uh, missiles and the programs.
0: And the reason I say Congress when you see senators many of them prominent, many of them you know long-time senators <laughs> calling for diplomacy in a situation like this after you just described how important strength is and a show of strength is i mean do you roll your eyes at that is this a time when when leaders in government in the united states you know should should reserve those comments and and let washington act as tough as possible
1: Look, i always think you need to use all the tools that you have and um diplomacy is one of them but you have to look at who you're talking to right. i mean do you think the north the north greens have demonstrated any sensitivity to uh, diplomacy and and how about those who ate them and made clearly china everybody acknowledges is the key to this they're the major trading partner the the fact that russia and china joined in the sanctions i think was significant but it may also have been a tactical move so that they you know, don't become targets of some of the actions, than to see that it's it's uh, contained in in a way that China, uh, which has its own agenda, for instance, uh, they're concerned about a mass migration of people from North Korea into China and millions of people crossing the border, um, it would be a you know a, a tremendous burden and a disaster for them because uh, North Koreans have crossed before, and uh, then they create. Refugee camps, etc., like in other parts of the world that we've seen. So every country has its own hash. some of them don't want to succumb, some of them don't want to want to have the same flexibility and see North Korea as a proxy situation. Um, but for for Japan, for South Korea, for Guam, and for us now. It is a serious challenge, and I think the Chinese and Russians should be much more concerned about it as well.
0: Yeah, I get that. All right. Um, Are there going to be indictments? Is uh, Is the Prime Minister of Israel going to face indictment? Has the First Lady, has Mrs. Netanyahu actually been indicted yet?
1: No, nobody's been indicted. There are a lot of reports, but we know that the, the reports don't necessarily materialize, and because there's a report, it doesn't make it necessarily true uh, or, or even po- possibly true sometimes. But, uh, look, there is a lot of, of smoke, and there usually some fire there. Clearly, there are, there are three investigations. Uh, they involve different uh, subjects and different uh, people, but you know it has a, a, at the very least a distracting impact for the prime minister that he can't be focused the way he needs to be even though he seems to be able to separate these things but it, it must be very hard when you know you're under constant the constant barrage and i'm sure meeting lawyers and having to anticipate the, the problems he faces wife faces and uh, you know the uncertainties that come with it because Obviously, they can't discuss it uh, with him. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. People shouldn't judge to, to conclusions. You give people a chance in their day in court. and You know, it's very easy to make accusations, uh, and the Israeli press then scandalizes these, as we see in the American press today. But we should, you know, let him do it. Already, you know, you have people talking about succession, and but but I think that that has been growing because he's he served for a long time, and sometimes it's time for a change. But so far, he still seems to be the single most popular person. The vast majority of Israelis believe that if he's indicted, he should at least suspend himself.
0: Yeah, I couldn't believe that it was close to seventy percent. Boy, what did you think of that? That is a big number, yeah, I couldn't believe that, and also um I mean mo- many people are painting this as you know the media the, the media versus BB that the media essentially, not maybe necessarily the people, but the media has had enough of him at this point and is and is working, and I know there's no collusion, but you know what I mean by it is working with the uh, you know the prosecutors those who are in, uh, those who are in the justice department to uh, to try to oust him I mean is it in fact a media versus BB battle at this point?
1: well i don't know that they're working with the people in the justice ministry As the attorney general is his appointee and there's a very straight and honorable person uh, mandelblit uh, i think that uh, the certain minister of justice is you can have people in in the bowels of the uh, police and and uh, justice as we've had here and anywhere else in the world people who have agendas and who can um, but they, but it's hard i think for them to manipulate the whole uh, uh, situation the um you, you know the press will will latch onto to stuff because this makes great headlines. You can sell newspapers for a long time on a little story. you can take any element and and blow it into something where somebody makes a charge and then that becomes a story and you know you don't have a chance to refute and repudiate every single thing that that comes up. Yeah,
0: I remember with I remember in the Clarence Thomas hearings. They said that the, the 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 highest ratings were when Anita Hill was was uh, testifying because everyone understood what a secretary does. Everyone like everyone. Everyone was able to relate to you know the relationship they had and what was going on. I think to a degree, uh, you know, the public uh, understands. What it is to accept gifts, what it is to, you know, to to be treated to fancy cigars, fancy, you know, drinks and liquor and all that stuff. And I I think people just relate to it more. and, 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 And this type of scandal, quote unquote, could last in the headlines longer than the more complicated ones.
1: Well, also, you have to differentiate between propriety and illegality. You know, you might have things that are improper. You know, if he took cigars and, and champagne, I mean, really, that is not a criminal act. And, and leaders all over the world do these things. Um, when it goes beyond that, that's. Yeah. I think it becomes a different quality well, of if the any, issue. If
0: there's anything we learned here in New York State is that there's a, uh, there's a big blur now between unethical and illegal. And, and, and the line that used to exist between the two uh, has, uh, has really disappeared.
1: That also has, has right. lost a lot of its responsibility to right. for accuracy and people falling into traps in, in, in a lot of these issues.
0: When we speak next, do you think there'll be an indictment by then or not? Or do you just don't want to
1: predict? No, I don't think. Uh, it's it, it's a lengthy process before. Because uh, it's so funny. The, the headlines
0: this week was like, she'll be indicted within 24 hours.
1: Like, well, it's of so. The <laughs> Mrs. Netanyahu being indicted doesn't affect the government right, so much. I mean, true. that's... It's, not good, and it's uh, right. sure very harmful to them. And but the um, but the prime minister is the one that that would have the real implications.
0: Right, and it's the gifts, it's the which includes, by the way, jewelry and uh, and and money's paid out to take care of her father it's the idiots you know the the one we spoke about the newspaper scandal so to speak you know they, and the submarines and plus the submarines and, and and that one seems to be at least according to our uh, analyst mayor Weingarten that seems to be uh, the the one that BB is is most furthest away from like he has the least the,
1: the least, well, the least but people to do close to him are are right. involved in it it doesn't mean that he was involved right. or knew about the you know any of these people receiving money or, or whatever from uh, the funds, and again, we shouldn't jump to a conclusion that this, in fact, that any of this really rises to to level of an indictment. Right. What but did you if,
0: think of the strategy to have the Lee Could rally? Like a lot of times, you would say in situations like this, just you know, just, just stay quiet and don't call attention to this stuff. Here, they're getting together and you know, do, doing a big support BB
1: rally. Well, the press keeps comparing it to to. Things that President Trump would do, and that the um, because the media in Israel tends to be more left and always critical of of incumbent, often in- critical of the incumbent, and maybe felt this as a platform where a he would show all the potential rivals withinly could to to back off to say that he has the he has support and that they. You know, not not to, you know, wait till the corpse is cold before they all are running in in uh, for the for the position. Right. So it's it's I'm sure it's meant for internal poli- uh, Likud and for Israeli internal political things overall. And uh, it's a reinforcement. Cities you go to a place like that and you show that that thousands of people come and are still standing with him. But if you look at the you know the polls about all the different candidates, they they seem to be rising. Even
0: even in Likud,
1: or even in Likud, Saar certainly seems to right. be amongst them. And then comparing them all to each other, you have like six candidates, all of whom are within a couple percentage points in overall popularity now. But but that doesn't necessarily translate into candidacies or translate at an election.
0: That's for sure. We've learned that lesson. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world and the web, at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Malcolm honline is with us. He's executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Taylor Forsack gets through the Senate Foreign Relations Committee 16 to 5. Were you surprised, as many in uh, Jewish media were, that Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey voted against it.
1: Yes, I was very disappointed uh, in his vote. Uh, and I read the uh, his statements afterwards. I don't think that they are an explanation for what he did. Um, as you know, he also uh, went against the Iran deal. Right. So, yes, it's it's disappointing, and, and we have yet to see the kind of uh, uh, explanation for the vote. I don't know.
0: Was he uh, unfairly touted as a big supporter of israel early on would you say are we getting to know what he's really about now or
1: uh, i can't say that uh i can't psychoanalyze him yeah. i i know i knew him for a long time and when he was a candidate he certainly always said the right things and uh, still often votes the right way but not consistently, and, you know, people who come from New York, New Jersey, they are looked to as, as, by others as a guide, and maybe they're looking ahead at, at the Democratic Party, maybe they're looking at the Sanders wing of the Democratic Party when in the actions that are taken in regard to Taylor Forrest, in regard to um, the BDS, the boycott the, um, legislation, and we've seen it even from our own senator in New York, um, uh, Gillibrand. Yeah,
0: also a disappointment can 't figure out some of the things she 's been saying by the way, when BP goes to Beitar, right to essentially uh, announce further housing units going up there, correct that, that, mm-hmm. was, that was and and apparently if I read the article if I read the article correctly it 's the first time in a very long time that he 's gone somewhere to announce expanded housing
1: yes that he, he himself did it usually it's it 's done otherwise, but I think again he was showing the people there' support at the time when
0: no, I get that, but, but, am I, but am I right or wrong that it's it seems to me that there was very little international attention and anger, you know, toward him and toward the administration because of this it,
1: expansion? It that, well, yeah, when the administration doesn't jump all over it, then there's a more muted response. There was criticism in Europe and criticism, some criticism here, but it was pretty muted compared to what we've seen in the past.
0: I mean, can't we learn a lesson already from all this that, you know, they should just go and do what needs to be done and not worry about what everyone else says? But,
1: uh... You mean... There's some who say they should talk less, do more. Exactly, but but they also have to take into account the international reaction, especially when you have so much going on around Israel, whether it's Hezbollah, the situation in Syria, Gaza heating up, in, in many ways that the you know they have to they don't operate in a vacuum.
0: No, I get that. All right. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's a frustrating issue. I'm sure for you. I'm sure for you as well. (laughs) Um, You 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 posted an article about Israel developing ways to survive nuclear radiation. It's unbelievable that you know as 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 the and I I saw this late last night in a television program. There seems to be, I guess, because of North Korea, there seems to be no now renewed fear about nuclear attack. Which you know, I I guess to a degree, I would understand that uh, you know the fear. Um, and I was wondering, you know, at this point in 2017, if in fact there are, uh, you know, different things that are being implemented scientifically to try to uh, to help those who might, God forbid, be uh, targets of a nuclear attack. Do you have any idea what stage this is at? You know, what, what the Israelis have accomplished so far in this area?
1: Well, first of all, it's not all been revealed about where it's at, but they are working on it. and. And you have to look at all the areas that even in the last days have been discussed, that the advances in the uh, in missile protection system of of, uh, David's, uh, of David Sling and the Arrow and Iron Dome, each one geared to a different range of missile. And the fact is it's a joint U.S.-Israel project, and they're going into rapid uh, stepped-up production. And, by the way, you know that there are... Uh, companies in 30 states in the United States that contribute to the uh, to to these systems, people think it's all done in Israel and and the Israelis benefit when in fact it employs many many thousands of people. More than half of the money granted to Israel for the missile defense systems stays in the United States, and as I said, it has spent in more than thirty states um, to to um, create all the components and everything for the for the system. So it's really a tremendous example of U.S. Israel cooperation, and it's not the charity Israel israel's getting it's an investment in american security as well and so in many areas uh, israel is trying to develop technology to detect tunnels which will be important for the us as well uh, the the um, new barrier the the same thing in Lebanon, where more and more missiles are being stored in houses again in southern Lebanon, and you have a tremendous network of underground facilities and and capabilities tunnels, but some of them are huge, you know storehouses and even missile uh, assembly f- uh, factories that Iran supposedly is uh, built underground in uh, in in lebanon so the the t- The need to develop new technologies is constant, so you get as early a warning as possible that you can determine the, uh, you know the presence of uh, tunnels or many other threats that are emerging
0: well well, first on the tunnel issue i mean what 's the concern the concern is if they go ahead and uh and bomb a building or a home that's on top of one of these tunnels that it's, it's, it's going to lead to a response and lead to war? I
1: mean, is that the... And the civilians die, uh, and Israelis don't want to kill civilians, and uh, is, Israel's trying to, to prevent that by giving them the warning now and saying to the people, get out of those houses Who's if just... you hear it, warn it. You know, we, we know recently that there were cases of UNRWA schools, and UNRWA took some steps, supposedly, to, to try and counter it, but we know that the... Hamas has not changed it. They're still trying to draw fire onto civilian populations. Who leads Hamas now, by the way?
0: Like, I know the name of the head of Hezbollah, and I know the name of the head of the PA, but who's the leader of Hamas? Anybody I would have heard of?
1: Yeah, so, well, they just elected a a, a new head. became is the titular head in, uh, supposedly, out of Qatar, but they moved him. um, So is he the one
0: that gets these warnings? Is he the one that has the capability of, of, of transmitting these messages?
1: Well, he would have the capability of of uh, transmitting the message domestically, but there are commanders, there are people on the ground in Gaza, and you know that they're they're going through political throws too. Dahlan uh, making his play, but it seems to be fizzling somewhat. Uh, we're seeing that the Abbas is, by the way, you know, moving to threaten now to cut off the billion and a half dollars he gives them a year. He's already cut the electricity. Who's
0: them? That means Gaza.
1: In Gaza against Hamas, uh-huh. and saying that if you don't, you know, turn over, cede over control to the Palestinian Authority, I will continue to cut off money, and he cut off jobs for thousands of people, and even as you know, the electricity, the cut off in of electricity is because Abbas is demanding it, right. and he he criticized them for using. People get four hours of electricity a day, and he says they're using it to light the tunnels 24 hours. So he's attacking them for lighting up the tunnels. And also that the the Hamas leadership have uh, lights all over their houses for 24 hours a day, trying to embarrass them and and incite against them. Uh, So you have a a contentious situation internally between the, the various parties, let alone within Gaza itself.
0: Um and speaking by the way of uh of Gaza the what, what's the story with this uh, summer camp for Palestinian Americans they it, they they actually invite uh, American citizens who are of Palestinian descent back to uh Ramallah to attend a uh a summer camp
1: yeah, in, it's quicker it, one a friends group that runs uh, this camp i think it's called Go Palestine or something and they they um there have been very bad reports about the kind of indoctrination and scary stuff that goes in.
0: But these are Americans, American citizens
1: who are who are American being American kids Americans yeah, young kids.
0: Yeah, American young kids that are being sent back there and then being indoctrinated by this extremist summer camp. That's what they're saying. By the yeah. way, um kudos to Senator Schumer. He spoke out on this issue.
1: He did because American taxpayer dollars are involved. Money going to to the um to the to the the organization that runs the the camp. And they're saying we don't want to see American tax dollars being used. That's what Taylor forces is about. That's what so many other things is that you could see the continued incitement, you see the continued rewarding of killers and murderers, you see the efforts to radicalize young people, and it's not the only example that's come out. Um, these are all you know, we have a right to demand cutoff of of funds, and there should be greater scrutiny about how funds are used, both U.N. funds, foreign funds, including American.
0: What do you think of the Jared Kushner statement that there may be no solution to the Middle East peace
1: process? <laughs> I think what he's saying it's a very complicated situation. That there's that uh, you know history has shown how you know, how all the attempts how difficult it is. He's been in the region. I think it's a message that you you cannot expect instant uh, solutions or that there's no um, immediate formula that can deal with it. As as you said, you know you have Hamas. And you have Gaza separate from things. So you're talking about a three-state solution. You're talking about uh, a boss who doesn't want to sit and negotiate, who's trying to, at age, what, 82, 83, trying to last it out and and not have to negotiate, not have to make concessions, not have to to engage in the kind of process where he would be put on the line. So he does everything to try and switch the onus onto on to Israel, and he's threatened now to go to the International Criminal Court again and to go to UN agencies and still fighting in every uh, forum to avoid negotiations and try to uh, force, um, uh, you know, a showdown. And he has really no relationship, not with Haniyeh, not with um, uh, the guy who was elected the head of uh, Hamas, uh, Yichia Sinwar. And, uh, and, and so he himself doesn't represent... And it, it, neither that population, and even if you look in the West Bank population, his popularity is very low.
0: What do you think of the whole uh, dust up about Mike Pence and the possibility that he's exploring a run for president three years from now? He
1: gives people something to write about. Yeah, talk that's, about.
0: that's not unusual, is it? Like you know, <laughs> there are a million people in Washington thinking about being president, and he's got an, he's got one foot in the door.
1: Well, yeah, vice president is always, but they were yeah. talking about for 2020, and I'm talking about challenging the president now, right. and he has denied it. And he said, "Listen, I'm not, I, Mike Pence is a very decent man, and I think he's a good person. And I think it's really unfair to to label him like that." I
0: mean, his. I mean, regarding our community, uh, meaning our religious community and uh, and Israel, he's been amazing.
1: Yes, he's very strong. He always has been as a senator. Mm-hmm. He he was. Uh,
0: I know, but sometimes people go to sometimes people go to the White House, and you know they're influenced by the State Department and others, and they're not as uh, you know as vibrant on these issues as they were in the past. You know how it is. Yep. We even have senators who are extremely uh, active on this on, on pro-Israel issues who are now you know, turning the tide a bit. I wonder if Hillary was in the White House. By the way, talk about conjecturing and schmoozing about about what's going on in Washington. I wonder if Hillary was in the White House if Cory Booker would would be um, doing things a bit differently.
1: Look, we, we have enough to discuss what, what is and not speculate <laughs> yeah, with what know. might be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about Iran. They're get, they're getting too close, according to this article, with this Iranian drone that's going out of its way to complicate the jets landing in, uh, 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 in the Persian Gulf. Explain what's going on and what the threat of this Iranian
1: move means. Well, this is a, a, a part of that series of harassment and uh, challenges to our ships, to our planes, to others. In this case, a drone came within 100 feet of a landing U.S. Uh, plane on on an aircraft carrier. I think, and the um, uh, you know the only thing that that works is if Iran understands that there's a price to be paid when we shot across the bow of of the the boats that were harassing our. Big ships, our destroyers, and other things—they ran away. And for too long, we've tolerated it. And, and you know, they get away with it, and they just do more. And this is—and um, it's the Iranians demonstrating their capacity, saying, "Look, you see, we even have drones, caricary weapons, and could, could do stuff." Uh, so the—you um, uh, know—people the generally read this and say, "You know, it's not significant." It's very significant. It means that they're willing to risk if just the slightest miscalculation that a drone hits a plane coming into that circumstance. It right. could, you know, set off a huge complication, and and, uh, and especially in this super tense area right now that, um, uh, you, you know, it, it and, and again it demonstrates their increased technological capacity, which they boast about and they talk about that having an aircraft carrier, soon, etc. but they, they harass our ships, you know, hundreds and hundreds of ships go through the Straits of Hormuz every day, and this is, um, and, and they have said that they will use both the Straits of Hormuz and the bab Straits, that we will choke America, we'll choke the West there, we should not dismiss those threats, and I, we shouldn't have allowed it to get to this point.
0: And I would assume no reaction from the UN this week on all this. UN? No. Uh, Malcolm, you know how much we love good news, especially this time of year, after, right after Shabbos Nachamu. Tell us about this 2,000-year-old rare stone vessel that was found by archaeologists in
1: Israel. Well, it, it, there have been so many discoveries, uh, because this is now the season. Um, and this is uh, uh, clearly uh, uh, very important, because it tells a bigger story. This is a, a, from the Second Temple period. It's a chalkstone quarry and a workshop. This is found in the Lower Galil by uh, by archaeologists from Ariel University. And they were doing it uh, under the authority of the Israel Antiquities uh, Authority. There was another one, uh, one of these uh, chalkstone caves near Nazareth. But this is unique, is that they found uh, a stoneware workshop and remember, the stoneware was important because it doesn't—it's not makabeltuma; it doesn't become ritually impure. And um, they didn't have to make it disposable like others. That's right, and and there was—but there was an uptick during the Second Temple period, right. probably because of that. Um, the Gemara makes some references uh, to it, so he had storage jars and the tableware. Other things usually made uh, of uh, pottery. So
0: these things are literally from the year one, for
1: the first century, <laughs> and and before, right? It's so, pretty, pretty amazing. right, and and um, and it's so it's very rare to find a production center for these things. You, you know, I always wondered where <laughs> where they make them, but to find the, this intact, um, and it shows how uh, maintaining ritual purity was uh, was important, not just in Yushalayim, But even what was then far off, uh, Galileo. Unbelievable. The whole thing is incredible. And Uh, also good news that uh, the S&P credit rating for Israel was raised uh, from uh, neutral to positive, I think. uh, And it has an A-plus rating. Um, And uh, this is... uh, you know, it's it's based on the lower public debt to GDP, which went down from 69% to 64%. So the economic outlook was uh, was raised as uh, by S&P. The good
0: news continues, plus good tourism right now, and a lot of people over the next couple of weeks heading to Israel, visiting there. Plus, as I mentioned, 233-year-old in this coming Monday. Lots of activities. People realize the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Um, we'll update everybody regarding our plans for next week. Malcolm, you let us know your schedule, and I uh, thank you so much for joining us. Have a wonderful time. My
1: pleasure. Have a good show.
0: There he is, Malcolm homeline Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Not 100% sure yet regarding Malcolm's schedule for next Friday. As soon as we know, obviously during the week, we'll let everybody know uh, what to expect next Friday morning regarding the weekly update.